Hello and welcome to another edition of Marathon Time Breakthrough with Dr. Dave Bird. Dave, how are you today? I'm very well. Excellent. Now, we were chatting a little while ago and uh, Dave said that people act or run like animals. And I was thinking, well, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> but he has one of his famous metaphors. He wants to know if you're an ostrich, a camel or a pack dog. Now, I think you'd better elucidate on that a bit so people understand what you're getting. Yeah, I think so. I think if we stop the uh, podcast episode right now, people would not get too much value out of that. It would uh, set a few hairs running. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> another animal. Yeah, another animal. Um, <laughs> but let's not even go there with the tortoise and the hair story. All right, then, no, okay. So the camel is absolutely superbly designed as an animal for endurance running in some of the kind of toughest conditions because obviously camels inhabit deserts Mm -hmm. and I think this is a powerful metaphor for you out there if you are a runner that thrives off of longer slower sessions so a long run of over two hours doesn't fill you with horror and you feel very comfortable with spending time on your feet, running on the trails without getting too bored. This sets you up to be classified, if you like, as as a camel, because as I say, these are animals that are able to run for long periods, albeit at a fairly gentle pace, and the incredible fuel conservation because of the hump they've got on their back and the the conservation of Mm. water. And again, you find people that are very good at distance running have that ability. I, I was very lucky in that I seemed to almost never need to carry carton loads of water when I was mm-hmm. running. So that's the camel. Okay. And the other one was the ostrich. The ostrich. It? Now, don't get me wrong. I know this is a show about marathon running, so I'm not trying to contrast one of the great marathon runners with Usain Bolt. So what we're talking here isn't endurance against raw speed. We're talking about endurance... Mm -hmm. i.e. the camel, against speed endurance because an ostrich is also very adept at covering um, longish distances. But the difference here and why I've kind of chosen the ostrich is the ostrich is much more of a speed endurance beast and it's Mm -hmm. got springy legs and it's just got an action that is more conducive to coping with faster, longer running or the so-called tempo type running and also faster kind of interval running Mm. and you are obviously going to be well adapted to marathon running if you're a camel that almost goes without saying because the marathon is an endurance event but I actually come from a middle distance background and I would classify myself very much as as the ostrich. Well, you are a bird. <laughs> I, I, I was just waiting for that to come. It was inevitable. I didn't really like the, the really long runs. I, I preferred some of the faster, longer sessions, mm-hmm. the faster repeats, because it was more of a throwback to my 1,500-metre days. And I like the kind of shorter, sharper, get the session done, and you know get back home kind mm. of kind of workouts what should be very reassuring for you is even if you don't feel that you're a camel in your approach to endurance running you can still run a damn fast marathon if your physiology is more conducive to an ostrich style performance excellent so we've had the ostrich and we've had the camel yeah 
Now we've got the pack dog. I'm being slightly facetious here because I was looking for something <laughs> that was somewhere in the middle. So this, this isn't like a rigorous scientific treatment, but a pack dog is effectively an animal that's got a bit of both because pack dogs are very flexible. They're kind of quite scavenging, opportunistic animals. And so what I'm saying here is you may find that you feel quite comfortable with a bit of endurance, but then you can easily enjoy the variety of some faster, longer running or some intervals. What I would encourage you to do, though, is to see, because people generally gravitate to one slightly more than the other. So although I've put the pack dog in there as a kind of counterbalance, mm. I would encourage you to look and see where, whether it's the camel or the ostrich you feel slightly more inclination for. So there you go. Are you a camel? Are you an ostrich? Or are you a pack dog? And if you're a pack dog, please decide which way you want to go, left or right, left to camel or right to ostrich. I passionately believe in the importance of personalising your plan, so much so that I'm offering a limited number of free 30-minute one-on-one personal strategy sessions with me where we get on a video call to plot out your fastest path to marathon success. Depending on where you're watching this, you can get access below the video or simply go to the podcast area on marathontimebreakthrough.com and follow the link in the show notes for episode two. What I would suggest is that you work on your strengths at the business end of your schedule and then take the opportunity to identify and work on your weaknesses in the early stages of your marathon training or even off season. So in a moment, I'm gonna say why I've come up with that. But Mm, firstly, let's go through the the weakness side of the the spectrum. Mm. Firstly, it's absolutely paramount to identify any physical weaknesses that you've got. And if you can, I would even go as far as to seek out a physical therapist and have your biomechanics looked at because a campaign for a marathon is a big investment and you don't want to be running with something that could be easily corrected with the right flexibility work or Mm -hmm. strength work or, or even some regular massages. Okay, so would you really then look for a physical therapist who specialises in sports-related problems. I would indeed. Um, This marathon running, as we've said um, quite a few times on this show, is is a very specific endeavour and it needs uh, specific attention to sort out what's holding you back. You don't want training traumas by working on things that you're weak at later in the schedule because it will extend your recovery too much. Later in the schedule is, is the time to be really dialing in on on the type of running that gives you the best contribution to your marathon performance and so if for example you were really struggling with faster intervals then Mm. you would make sure you'd either worked on that weakness very conscientiously early on so that you're able to handle them Mm -hmm. or you would emphasize more of the camel type sessions later on in your schedule mm. and just accept that you'd be missing out slightly on the faster repeats. Mm. That's, that's the way to look at it. Because here's the thing, when you're approaching a big race like the marathon, 
you don't want to have lingering in well obviously you don't want to have niggling injuries but you don't even want to have lingering fatigue mm. because it's going to affect your recovery time and that's going to affect how you can translate the fitness gains through that long campaign mm-hmm. into an effective marathon performance yes. can i just ask a sort of a just to make things clear if you've got any type of injuries should you train you shouldn't. I'll qualify that a little bit because the term injury mm-hmm. is a subjective term. Mm-hmm. So something like sore muscles mm-hmm. is bread and butter. That's all right. part okay. and parcel. I'd be worried for you mm-hmm. if you didn't um, have some soreness after mm-hmm. a faster repeat session because it would probably mean that you, you weren't really it. working yeah. in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a difference between something where you would rightly take a day's rest or Mm -hmm. do a very easy run or do a swim or something just Mm -hmm. to allow that stiffness or soreness to ease off after Mm -hmm. a day Mm -hmm. and something that lingers beyond a day to a week or so and then you know that it's something it could be a slight tear Mm -hmm. yeah who knows what it is this is where the physical therapist comes in i've got something called a traffic light system Mm -hmm. which is your kind of early warning system for Mm -hmm. injuries in in another episode oh excellent so the other point about not working on weaknesses so much as you get later in the schedule is you want confidence boosting peak Mm. performances at that time Mm. that is the time when we're really at the business end and the last thing you want is to be struggling and and feeling down on yourself because you can hardly get through a session. So that's another good reason to either have mastered some of the things that are holding you back early on so that it's no longer such a trauma for you doing that kind of workout. Mm-hmm. Or, as I say, you're, you're in much more familiar territory. So what's yeah. the penultimate or even the last one? Apply this strengths and weaknesses approach to the marathon itself. Some of your weaknesses might be psychological. So I know I keep banging on about this, but a good thing to apply to the marathon itself is that weakness that you have to, because I think it is a weakness, Mm -hmm. that you have to run hard all the time. And of course, there's no more relevant time to address that weakness than at the start of the marathon, when, Mm. as we keep saying, you must be conservative and, mm. and hold back and not burn off too much glycogen too early in, in the race. If you find hills and inclines challenging, you look at the course carefully beforehand mm-hmm. and kind of prepare yourself for an upcoming incline by maybe taking the previous mile a little bit steadier than you would have done. Mm-hmm. So you've got something in the bank to get you through that more problematic patch mm-hmm. in the race so then you can regroup you know, mm. for later stages. So it's almost like you're thinking the next stage ahead. That's right. You yeah. take it, it sounds very cliche and the sort of thing footballers take, say, with a game at a time. But, you know, you take it a mile at a time mm-hmm. and you don't even just do that. You take it a mile at a time knowing what that mile is going to involve by being a good researcher mm-hmm. and, and looking at the course. No marathon, even the so-called flat, fast marathons, mm-hmm. are just um, kind of uniform treadmill-like tracks that you just mm-hmm. um, perform uniformly on. Everyone is going to have its different quirk. I experienced this in Florence when I came back. If I hadn't done my research, I'd have been shocked at how windy and cobbly the the terrain was. Yeah, and and yeah. you had to factor that in because it kind of slows you down and breaks your stride. Dr. Dave, thank you again. Excellent yeah. information as usual. Fantastic. Thank you very much. So-